Hi, my name is Thomas Johnson, and I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up and Get Fit's Wellness Concierge. I'm also a C-suite advisor and investor, and you're listening to the How May I Serve You podcast, where I'm constantly on the quest to surround myself with the best coaches while learning how to better serve our executive clientele by asking them, how may I serve you? Today's show is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. And Get Up and Get Fit will be providing students with textbooks and school supplies in Cambodia in honor of our guest today, as well as our philanthropic mission to impact at least 50,000 people per year. And today's guest is Kat Frigg. Kat, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here today. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So Kat Frey is the owner and founder of Oxygen Coaching Group. What started as a body language training facility for executives and high-performing teams is now an elite training and coaching program with an approach that results in exponential growth for companies all over the U.S. Oxygen isn't a traditional training for your teams. So Kat has developed and trademarked tools such as Bliss, the optimal rate of pay calculator, programs such as Conflict to Growth, and the Tie Game Theory. It has a team of coaches working to reinforce the principles they teach to ensure the clients get the results they desire. They don't guarantee success, but they give you the best shot at it, all while remaining you to breathe life. Every step of the way. Cats, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. So talk to me about your company's name, though. Um, Oxygen Coaching Group. Why Oxygen? I, I know, listen, we all need Oxygen, right, to live. But why did you choose yeah. that specific name? <laughs> it actually has uh, it has a number of legs underneath it, but I feel like every day it becomes more and more relevant in just another capacity. Okay. Uh, to give it its most original place, my son had a very, very rough diagnosis very early on in his life of asthma. Of asthma. And so we learned very early that if you can't breathe, nothing else matters. Mm -hmm. And oxygen has been, been so relevant in our lives from the very, very beginning. And then further down my life journey, I was always just reminded that sometimes you just needed to take a moment and, and breathe. And yeah, right. It's just, it's so, you know, sometimes you have to take the moment in before it's, it's gone. Sometimes you have to take a deep breath before you say something you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to just pause so that the other person can think because you're anxious. It's just so relevant. And when it came time to name a business, I didn't want to give it my name. I wanted it to be about other people. Mm -hmm. And it just, it was, it was the one thing that had this very common thread in life. And so that's what we picked. And I love it. You know, that's that's a great name. So let's talk more about you now, right? So who is Kat Frey, right? Where are you from? Talk to us. Yeah, so I am a mom. First and foremost, I'm a mom. I have grown and flown kiddos now, but I was going to engineering school as a young person and kind of changed my trajectory and became a mom. So the majority of my life now, I have raised young people and spent a good portion of my life giving forward to not just my, my own biological kids, but all the young people around me, 
you know, somebody gave forward to me and, and I feel like I do a significant portion of that even now. So I'm a mom and I own a few companies now, uh, one being Oxygen, which is my primary company. We've recently acquired another company that takes me back engineering roots. But, right. you know, I am someone who was raised in an entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, yeah. My parents were business owners and I was always just so encouraged to think outside the box and flip perspective. And, you know, I don't know that anyone really has a super easy path in life, but I was always really encouraged to just have a different perspective when things got real. And so that's me. We ride raining horses around here. We are never afraid to uh, get a little dirty, whether it be raising big dogs or riding horses or, you know, helping somebody out when they need it. And I think I'm super fortunate. I didn't think I was fortunate when it was happening to me, but yeah. that's how we are now. And in business, it has served us really well to take those lessons and, you know, fix a problem or have that real right-brained perspective when it comes to using our experiences to help somebody else. Today's episode is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Being an executive can be very demanding. Your schedule is unpredictable. You have conflicting responsibilities that pull you in multiple directions at once. You travel too much, work late hours, and cross time zones. All things that wreak havoc on your body. This is why having a wellness support team is necessary. Get Up and Get Fit is the wellness concierge support that busy executives, entrepreneurs, and celebs rely on to keep them healthy and fit despite their hectic schedules. A body under prolonged stress is not a healthy body. Time to reduce your stress. Increase your energy, flexibility, strength, and endurance so you can enjoy life instead of just living it. Go to getupandgetfit.com. That's G-E-T-U-P-N-G-E-T-F-I-T. Dot com and schedule your consultation right now. Get up and get fit. It's a lifestyle. So, Kat, what would you say in terms of how you grew up, right? Because you, you had you had the reinforcement. It seemed like you had a pretty solid background. Would you say that reinforcement from your parents helped push you and mold you into the person you are right now to become this successful businesswoman? You know, I don't know that I would say I had a super stable background. I think I had a pretty shaky one. Uh, okay. I came I came from divorced parents. I had a not so great biological father that, you know, wasn't a real great human. Um, I I learned to survive. Um, I'm mm. super fortunate to have uh, really great relationships with my adult siblings now. Okay. I I had a network of people who made sure that I didn't land on my ass is what I had. Mm. And I think that it forces you to create community and and not necessarily rely on what's good to you, but to go find what you need. Mm. And and that's that's really important. You know, I, I think it even now I say to people, like, did you Google the thing that you just asked me? Like, are you resourceful <laughs> at all? Or do you just want me to tell you the answer? And, and there's a lot to be said for, you know, I think it's easy to look at the people that are successful in life and think, oh, wow, you know, they must have just been hit. Mm. You know, by no means are most people that are successful handed it. Um, I think that I think that you work your ass off and, and it's that glacier theory, right? Like you see a, such a small portion, but really, mm-hmm. really what's building that person up is all that 
shit and grit underneath, um, you know, and, and I really, that's why I think I was so intrigued when you asked me to do this with you. We, and we do it in communities with, with entrepreneurs that need, need others that have been down that path. There's a, there's a interesting story behind most people who have had success. I say you aren't judged by people who are further down the path than you are. So when you face judgment, maybe you ought to check into who's who's delivering that judgment, even if it's coming out of love, mm. because there's probably something coming out of that that's their fear, not yours. And you ought to probably keep going. Mm -hmm. So pretty much that person is projecting the insecurity onto you for the most part. Yeah, I mean, we can give a couple of, the couple of examples I usually give is, you know, like, what if you're the first person in your family who's never gotten a, gotten a college degree, but your parents are worried that you're going to leave college? Like, as a parent, I totally get that, you know, watching your babies leave the house for the first time, but you need to go across the country to go to college. That's scary as heck for a, for a parent, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean you shouldn't go to college. You know, if you're the first person in your family who is starting a business and everybody's saying, oh, God, don't put your savings on the line to risk. But you know that in your head or your heart, this is your your mission in life. Don't not start a business. Go do it. But find people who have started a business to support you. Um, you know, when we when we talk about people who are. uh either getting married for the first time or maybe getting a divorce for the first time, your best friends probably aren't the ones for you to be taking advice from, you know, like, Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. But if you talk to people who are further down a path than you are, those are people who might say, okay, Hey, but like maybe a moment of pause, let's, let's give you some different perspective. And that's important. And so group, you know, podcasts like yours, or, you know, we have an executive jam group that we do once a month where we specifically put owners and executives together so that they can talk about challenges and somebody can say, you know what? Yeah, I've been there in a very similar situation. This is what I did. Or these are the, 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 the potholes per se that I, I hid or I avoided, you know, and just, you know, community. I think, you know, none of us need isolation in our, in our world. Yeah, it seems like community is, is, is your main focus, right? It's ever since you, you were young, um, you've been able to understand that having a community really helps to foster a person. Now, as an adult, you've been able to create different communities to help nourish and reinforce um, the, the people you connect with. How has this been um, helpful to to you, right, and, and to the folks that are actually in your community? I, I want to hear some, um, some feedback. Yeah. I think that it was a byproduct. I didn't really even know I was doing it, but it was something that was, that came about and, you know, really great people pivot. Well, we, we find that in those communities, what one person says, you know, I put a community of people together. It's not so that I can, you know, like get up and preach and you can like make inflate my ego. I don't need, need that. I sleep just fine at night. I don't need that. But when, when you get in a group of people that maybe you didn't hear it from me the first time, but you heard it from somebody else, or you can network in a group of people that can, can take a similar path together, you, you get a, a sense of security, I think, is kind of the biggest piece. And the other thing is that we don't have to geographically be close anymore to mm -hmm. find community. You know, I can be in Spain in a meeting in one moment, I can be in Germany the other, and I can be in Ohio in another in, in seconds. 
you know, this is this platform alone, this is it. So you're not working quite as hard to find people with similarities or find someone who you're also in competition with. So you you find those communities so much more rapidly and in comfort. So <clears throat> the the collaboration that comes out of it is a, a benefit. And and we're not we're just not alone. Isolation during listen, during COVID, people got isolation and found out real fast, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if you don't like it and you're a problem solver, what are you going to do? Well, we're going to seek community. Okay, great. How do we do that? You know, and that seems like a very laborious process when I lay it out like this, but actually it's a real quick fix. Who do I know? LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. How do I do it? Bam, here it is. And so we're just facilitating that. And then additionally, I get in a room and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, you're bigger than I am. You have what I want. Okay, how do I how do I get you to be my mentor? Mm-hmm. And so it, it there's so much. And if you can check your ego enough, you can have in a room of just 10 people, collaboration, networking, mentorship, uh, guidance, coaching, all because you showed up in an hour as long as you didn't bring your ego. Yes, indeed. So the question remains, how do you vet, right, vet the folks that are going to the community? Because I know as human beings, we all have different, you know, we have different personalities, right? Yeah, different yeah, pros yeah. and cons. So as a person that focuses on community, how do you vet these prospects before they actually come into your community? Yeah, so some of it is your choice. Some of it we don't vet to okay. be fair. Um, you know, like we run, we run a couple of communities specifically. Uh, so one is just business in general. If you have a business and you want to be a part of it, I call it my bad gym membership. It's like a, you know, you pay a, a nominal fee and if you use it, then you're getting a great value. And if you don't, it, it's horrible because, you know, it's just an auto situation every month. Mm-hmm. The other one that I'm very passionate about is women in business, because by the way, I happen to be one of those. Uh, so, so that one is very organic. Um, I'm very passionate towards executives because I think that there is a kind of a taboo around it's lonely at the top and it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be that way. So some of these, you know, while you pay to be in these communities, it's literally a moment of, well, because you have to, you know, you have a tendency to show up if you pay to be in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's what those are. But the other piece is simply, you know, if you tell me, hey, I own a company, and this is what I'm looking for, we place you in the community. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, you will wash yourself out if you can't, if you aren't who you say you are. You know, the the power of those groups, they're so self-policing that if you don't show up and you don't contribute, you won't like them. You know, we're not babysitters. We're there to to hold each other accountable and really uh, have you participate. And I'm a part of a women's cohort that I actually participate in. I don't facilitate. It's 150 some women once a week. You know, if you if you don't want. Yeah, right. So I am my own best student. Not only do I host, but I participate in others. If if you don't want to put in the effort and you don't want to be better, you won't make it. You won't want to participate because it's not a value to you. So this isn't, you know, like I, I anoint you and you can come to my group. It's what do you want for yourself? This is a choice. Um, I spoke to another group earlier and the 
my thought on it is, you know, you're alive, baby, you got choices. Your choice is I want to put time and value into this group because I know I will get something out of it or I've got something better to do. You yeah, pick. It's all about being intentional at the end of the day, right? Because yeah. time will always time will always be consistent, right? Whether you use it for good right. or bad, time doesn't it's consistent. So yeah. if you're intentional, then you can reap more benefits. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so Kat, so um what got you into coaching, right? Because I know you're, you're, you're very passionate a woman. So talk to me, like, what led you towards this whole coaching space? Yeah, uh, I love this question. Uh, a lot of people don't like my answer to this question, though. So, um, <clears throat> so a good portion of my coaches coach athletics. Uh, we are very, I mentioned earlier, we are a huge advocate of upstream prevention you know, time and effort into young people because we believe that we'll help them when they're young, but they're probably going to be clients later in life anyways. Uh, I am a high school athletics coach and uh, I just I give to young people at an exponential rate. But I actually got into coaching. I had left sales. Uh, I was, it was eating me alive. I was very good at it. I made a lot of money. At it. I had left sales just to take a reprieve. I, I just needed time to help others and not be such a uh, individual contributor. And when I went into coaching, what I found was that in the coaching space, the curriculums that existed were expecting you to be successful to a certain degree in order to pay to have a coach. But then once you got there, they wanted you to no longer acknowledge your success and do it their way. Mm, so thank you. Thank you for your success. Good job. Cause you can pay my bill, but by the way, now that you're here, you suck. Do it my way. Well, that's kind of a, a little bit of a smack in the face that doesn't yeah. acknowledge the hard work that got you there and the risk that you put on the line to achieve your success. And it really didn't sit well with me. <clears throat> Additionally, what I was finding in the space was that there were a lot, not all, but there are a lot of coaches who the business that they owned was only their coaching business. So the advice that they gave only came from the one P&L of being a coach and owning, in most cases, somebody's franchise. So it came with a branding kit. It came with curriculum. The, by all means, if you own a franchise, like you bootstrap that as well. But your experience was this wide. And you're asking companies to have you walk them through an issue that's potentially this wide. And, and there's a, there was a gap. So I came into coaching and people realized, hey, by the way, like, she's got street cred. Like, mm -hmm. we want her help. And that was making people uncomfortable. So I don't necessarily need to be someplace where I make people uncomfortable. I'm a big girl. You know, I, I don't need that. And so I chose to step away. One of the things that I knew people were struggling with was how they presented themselves in business. Mm -hmm. I was under non-disclosure. I was under non-compete and non-solicit. So I said, okay, fine. I know that this one gap is body language. And by the way, I love my horses. So we created the equestrian version of oxygen where mm. people could come on the farm and really learn to negotiate uh, with the horses 
you know, no, you can't stand in a negotiation with your arms crossed. In fact, when we put a horse in motion around you and you do that, the horse stops. Yeah. Um, if wow. you show up, if you show up in my farm in a bad mood, my horses will detect it and want to love on you in a heartbeat. Nobody can really be that bad of a mood when your horses are loving on you. So we did that for a while. Because I believe good business happens to good people, our business grew. And the body language piece just was no longer a primary point of revenue. And right before the pandemic, I actually made the shift prior to the world kind of coming to a halt. We made a choice to move away from the farm <clears throat> and we became a virtual training center. So I am a virtual training center pre-pandemic. Okay. And uh, the, the training programs that we have now were because our customers were asking for them then what really became the elite side of what we do is all of the right brain tools. And those tools continue to be developed out of oxygen. So, you know, you made reference to the tie game theory and bliss, which are both copyrighted and uh, patented officially. The U S patent office finally told us all these months later that we can be official. Uh, just, just recently. Thank you. That's a, that's a survival moment uh, for anybody who has not been through that process. Um, but those came out of companies coming to us and saying, this is a problem that exists. Can you help us fix it? And, and coaching companies, again, they all have a place or they wouldn't have a valid stance in the industry. But when you own somebody else's content, you can't separate yourself. You can't go out and do something extra. And that's where people get stuck. You know, like, okay, yes, we, we're successful enough to pay your bill, but by the way, you can only help us to a certain degree or your understanding of business only gets you so far where we have that autonomy to say, okay, by the way, we'll build a calculator for you and we can tell you exactly how much to pay. And it's not at my discretion. We actually have an app and a calculator that does it for you. Um, and it'll help your turnover and your, your employee retention and it saves you money here or, you know, this gets you to 150% to quota. This is how you do it. So for me, that's what serving my clients was about. That's what I wanted when I said, I want to be a coach and a trainer. And I think there's a ton of limitations and what causes coaching to be a buzzword or kind of gets that like negative connotation. So it just didn't fit for me when I came into it. But now this is, this is kind of my own like wobbly beast. <laughs> gotcha. So I noticed you mentioned coach and trainer and not coach and consultant. So I guess as a trainer, you, you a bit more hands on, right? Cause as a coach, yeah. you're not really hands on. You're, you're asking questions to pull certain things out of people. So you're very hands on, you're flexible. You're able, you're not, uh, you're not limited. Like you mentioned, you're not limited. So there's, there's no ceiling for, to what you could, you and your team could do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't typically use the word consultants. I think that, you know, you want me to help you discover what's right for your company. And again, this is me being gracious enough to say, you know, in the end, this is your company. You know, you're, I have a model, but my attempt to put this model somewhere is to lay it within what's already made you success, help you be exponentially successful, not for you to take your company and make it fit inside my blocks. That's not the attempt here. So, what we pitch and position for you to make it work long term, that is me helping you discover what works best. 
Got you. Nobody likes to be told what to do. You know, like that, that, that's an old Jeffrey Gittimer uh, wisdom piece that I always say, nobody likes to buy, but ever, you nobody likes to be sold, but everybody loves to buy. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we give you choices and options and then help you implement the plan. And alongside you're riding on tools that we know work and are proven. And, you know, those, those pieces kind of plug and play as you go. Okay. Okay. So, um, Kat, what drives you? Um, that's actually a really good question. Um, I think originally, if you would have asked me that question, maybe even six or seven years ago, I would have told you that I'm, I was very financially driven. You know, I had young people at home and I had, I had obligations that, you know, the only thing that fixes them at that moment is, get your kids in college, pay your mortgage, you know, things like that. Um, Now I will tell you that what drives me is to see someone realize that there is more out there for them than what they see for themselves. Mm. You know, uncapped potential in another human is amazing. Especially when when they finally realize that there's untapped potential. Yeah. Yeah, you know, our own limiting beliefs um, are a real witch. And and they just come out of freaking nowhere, mm-hmm. you know, and we all have them. That's not unique to any one person. We all have them. Um, so I think that that's a big one. You know, I've got, I run a pretty significant nonprofit. And I think that that also has a, a big driver in me, but it takes a separate amount of time. So mm-hmm. just in life, I think that, allowing anyone, whether it be somebody on the pool deck that I'm coaching or somebody in my business, one of my employees, you know, when you realize that you can have so much more than you've talked yourself into money. There you go. There you go. And I heard you mention pool deck. So you're also a swimming coach, I assume. Yeah. So I am a certified high school (laughs) swim and dive coach. uh, And I actually, I, I don't do it right this second, but I coached for my high school alma mater. I was on the original swim team when they brought it back. Nice. And then I come back in and coach for my alma mater. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome right there. Okay. Yeah. So if someone were looking for a coach, right, what traits would you advise for this prospect to look for? Mm. Man, you've got some great questions. I enjoy this. Um, so I think that you have to find somebody who you're comfortable taking criticism for, from. Um, I think that a coach isn't somebody who's meant to be your cheerleader all the time. I mean, I am definitely your hype squad when it's appropriate, but most of the time I'm there to hold you accountable and pick apart things you didn't think of because I'm not attached, right? You know, like I lovingly call people's businesses, their appendages. Sometimes our appendages are tighter than our children are to us. And so we are so emotionally attached to a concept or an idea or, uh, you know, I mean, it just depends on what you bring to me, but you have to be willing to say, you know what, Kat's got my six. Kat already has been down this path potentially more times than one today. And she's not trying to take me down. She's trying to get me to think of something I didn't already think of. And so whomever your coach is, are you willing to let them pick apart your ideas and really take criticism from them because you trust 
them. And if that's not, you know, if that's not the person that you're talking to, then cut bait. Like there's tons of them out there. There's tons of them. Um, you know, I think as much as I love this and don't love this, when I get a call from somebody who, you know, it's Friday afternoon and I'm getting ready to go do something personally. And I get a call and says, and they said, I, I need five minutes, you know, I don't love taking a phone call at 6.30 on a Friday night, but an entrepreneur is working at Friday, on Fridays at 6.30, you know? Yes, and if you trust me enough to say, before I do something dumb, cat, can I run this by you real quick? Or when you've got a huge win, you call and say, hey, girl, I'm sorry, but I really want to tell you something awesome just happened. That's the type of relationship you want to have with your coach, not because you're trying to disrespect my time, but because you honor that that relationship enough that that's who you would want to call. And if you don't have that's not who you're talking to when you're thinking about engaging, find somebody else. Mm -hmm. I think you're the first person that I mentioned that articulated, you know, those words because I've heard different answers for this one specific question, but you kind of add your little spice to it. <laughs> you add your spice to it. I like that. We are not, we are not like most coaches. We, we are not. You know, and, and to your point, you know, we run one of the communities that we run, which I did not mention, is a coach's community. Okay. You know, getting coaches together, because you can be a coach for anything. I've heard some pretty crazy renditions, but, you know, coaches need coaches too. Exactly. You know, what what works for you or how are you approaching this or how do you get coaches to self-discover? What's your latest program or what, you know, and there's a lot of coaches out there that say, well, I'll do anything. Run. Um, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know, and you got to just you find your person, you know, mm -hmm. find your person. Yes, indeed. So, um, Kat, are you currently working on any new projects, any new books that you'd like to share with us? Talk to us. Uh, I always have something in the burner. Like, you could probably go. reach out to me at, at any time. I always have something in the burner. Uh, so, we're currently building training uh, platforms internally for companies. I love this so much, you know, especially with the employee situation as it is. Um, trades are struggling, employee shortages. So we're currently building databases for companies right now that allow you to soak up that human inventory that you have and the knowledge of your employees, that human asset. So I really love that. If that's something that companies are looking forward to doing that, and that's really cool. Um, yeah. Right now, and your listeners can totally take advantage of, we have an online community that's full of discussion boards and camaraderie, a live session every month. Right now we're doing 30 days free for that. So I'm sure we can nice. get a link um, up. So yeah, so people can take advantage of that. Um, yeah, I mean, we always have something going on. Like I said, Bliss just became official. We're, you know, we're bougie and fancy right now on that. Uh, so it's getting a little bit of love from everybody. But yeah, our website's got stuff on it constantly. Got you. All right. So with that being said, so if someone were to inquire about your service, I just want to connect with you. Um, yeah. Where can they go to find so uh, in an effort to give forward, my YouTube channel has a daily tip while I am out running marathon training right now. So if you nice. want a daily free business tip uh, on every day but my rest days, you can find us on YouTube at Oxygen Coaching 
or at Oxygen EQ, uh, like Equestrian. Both channels take me take you to me. And then uh, info at oxygencoachinggroup.com gets you directly to any information about us, uh, our website, oxygencoachinggroup.com. Awesome, awesome. Kat, it has been a pleasure, pleasure. So listen, Thank I have you. one last Thank question you so for, for you before I leave, right? And that is, how may I serve you, Kat? Oh, you are amazing. I got to say, I am interviewed all the time on podcasts and your questions are are just amazing. I think that, you know, the ability to pay forward to executives and people that want to do great things are amazing. So I think to continue to serve this community and, and pay it forward so that more great things can come your way is ask enough, my friend. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. So again, this is your host, Thomas Johnson. If you enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to share it with someone that will benefit and make sure to tune in for next week's episode. Take care, be blessed and cheers. We're out.